You are listening to Creating Active Lives with me, Sarah Blytho, and my regular weekly guests, and we are all here to share the research, the science, and the strategies, as well as some of the fun, to help you to create a more active life. Welcome to Creating Active Lives, a weekly podcast with me, Sarah Blytho. The aim of this podcast is to provide information and entertainment to help you to become more active in your daily life, or if you work in this field, to support your clients and patients in building activity into their everyday lives. Each week, I'll be joined by a guest who's going to share their knowledge and experience around a specific topic. And these topics range from behaviour change, to medical conditions, to mental health, cancer, cardiovascular health, jogging, managing long-term conditions, disability, pregnancy, menopause, you get the picture. If activity is going to help, we're going to talk about it. I've also got some amazing people lined up who live with short and long-term conditions and disabilities who are going to talk about the impact that everyday activities had on their quality of life, on their independence. So stay tuned for some of those. There's some amazing people coming in to talk about that. Anyway, who is this Sarah Belitho, you might well be thinking? Well, I've been in the health-related fitness, exercise and activity field for over 30 years now. And for much of that time, I've worked with people with short, long-term conditions, mental health conditions, disabilities, but also pregnancy, older adults and things like that. And I've worked generally with people, what we call mainstream people, if you like. And do you know what? Getting fit people fit is great. Great achievement, feel-good factor. But for me... Helping people who are not active, who are not particularly healthy, to just make small changes to their activity levels and seeing the benefits that even those small changes make to their everyday life and their independence is so much more rewarding that this is a field that I now really, really focus on. And I want to share my experience and knowledge a lot more widely so that more people get involved in this field. Now, I've been a group exercise and gym instructor, personal trainer. I was a fitness coach to a rugby club. There is an entire podcast episode in that. I've been a studio coordinator, worked in leisure centres, worked on my own, worked for myself. I've been a specialist instructor working in and running exercise referral schemes. I've worked within psychiatric units and so many more places. I'm also a tutor assessor quality assurer. So I'm involved on the other side, helping people be trained and qualified to work with people. And I really want to focus on training people to work with people with long-term conditions and provide activity opportunities that maybe are much more accessible, much more inclusive, and have a really, really good and useful standard to them. I'm also working with people who want to teach other people to do what I do, which is really, really good. Back to the podcast. Creating active lives. Why am I talking about creating everyday activity, not fitness or exercise and things like that? I'll be honest, it's it's mainly because not everybody wants to or has the time or money to go to the gym or to classes or to structured exercise or to hire a personal trainer. And that's fine. There's plenty of people out there that like that. But for those that, that aren't there yet or will never be there... There is so much you can do to be active in your everyday life, to improve your fitness and health that doesn't involve too much time or too much money. And this is where I want to start creating a much more accessible and much more inclusive approach to activity 
that gets people going in a, in a small way with tiny steps that create sustainability and from sustainability you get results. Now, why is this important? Well, the evidence shows us that nearly one in three men and one in two women, that's an awful lot of us, are not as active as we could be or should be for our health. And this increases for people who live with short and long-term conditions or disabilities. And then as we get older, we get even less active. So we know that we need to start promoting this activity so that people start to make improvements in their health and their everyday life. We're a lot less active than we were in the 1960s. And that's likely that that will continue, which means that, you know, we're building an inactive population, an inactive lifestyle. And inactivity is actually linked to one in six deaths in the UK, which is quite scary, isn't it? On the good side, we know that regular activity, and again, I'm using the word activity here, not exercise or fitness. We know that regular activity reduces the risk of many, many health conditions from 20% for breast cancer up to 68% reduced risk of developing dementia. Now, as with any kind of risk reduction, we we can't say if you exercise, you will not get this, but we're saying it will reduce your risk of getting it. And for most of us, do you know what? I'll take I'll take that risk reduction in in return for a little bit more activity. So enough of the scary stuff. What can we do about it? The big message out there is be more active, do more activity. But a lot of people really struggle with what that means. It's like, well, how do I be more active? What can I do? And we often think because we've got a busy life, it's an active one. But that's not always the case. So I'm going to start with the official guidelines. These are guidelines that are updated every few years and they are, if you like, sponsored, authored, whatever, created by the chief medical officers within the UK. And they recommend that we do 150 minutes a week of moderate intensity cardiovascular activity, strengthening activity twice a week, plus some flexibility. And as we get older, which is over 65, apparently, balance is also advised. And the other thing we should be doing less of is sitting around, which is great. And those of us in the industry know what exactly what all of these mean. But for a lot of people out there, they don't know what these guidelines actually mean. They don't know how to break them down or interpret them. And this is where we come in. This is where we need to be getting that message across in a way that that helps people to be more active rather than puts them off. So moderate intensity cardiovascular activity. Cardiovascular activity is activity that helps with heart lung health, if you like. So it's any activity like aerobics, like walking, anything at all. And moderate intensity means it's a little bit harder than your normal pace. So it doesn't mean what John from down the road's doing. It's just more than you usually do. So your heart's beating a little bit faster. Your breathing may be a little bit faster and heavier. You may be warmer little bit of a sweat on. And that could happen with a brisk walk, going for a swim or a cycle. You could choose to do dragon boat racing or dancing or whatever, whatever you fancy keeps you moving. But basically, it's anything that works your heart and lungs. We call it aerobic activity or stamina. Sometimes it's just interchanged with the word fitness. And that 150 minutes 
is accumulated over a week. So it's just over 20 minutes a day. Bear in mind, this is what you're aiming for, not where you're starting. So we'll come on to that in a moment. You've also got strengthening activities. And again, whenever we hear about strengthening, we think, oh, muscles, we think the gym, we think the machines, free weights and things like that. But actually, there's an awful lot that you can do in your own home with the resistance that you walk around with every single day, your body. And there are a lot of exercises to help get your muscles and your body and your joints and your bones in better shape. And we'll be covering those in a, in a different podcast. We also talk about flexibility and balance. Now, stretching is something that I think if you look at cats, you know, they, they stretch all the time, don't they? But we kind of forget to do that as we, as we get older as adults. And it is so important because our muscles do get less flexible as we get older, which means we can't do as much. We can't maybe reach to put our shoes and socks on or we can't reach to hide our treats in the top cupboard. Similarly with balance, it's not until we start wobbling all over the place that we think, oh, maybe balance goes in. But you can do simple things like stand on one heel when you're brushing your teeth or just balance every now and then for the fun of it, really. But again, these are things that you can build into your everyday life quickly, easily, simply, and keep going. And just remember, these guidelines are what you're aiming for, not where you start. So saying 150 minutes a week or around 20 minutes a day, you don't start with necessarily with 20 minutes a day. You might start with five, twice a week. And if that's more than you're doing now, that's brilliant. That's an improvement. Now, in my day job, I train instructors and health professionals to work with a range of clients and patients in, in many, many different um, medical mental health conditions. And I'm kind of well known for two catchphrases. The first one is get to know your client. And for me, it's really, really important that you get to know your client, not necessarily their medical history and things like that, but their likes, their dislikes, what they've done in the past, what time they've got, what they feel about activity, how ready they are to start doing it, because this will really help you to put something together that they'll want to do. Now, the other one is start where they are. And I see this so often. People say, oh, they've never done any physical activity. They sit down all day. They don't really do much. They hardly move at all. Let's get them on the treadmill for 20 minutes. You just think that's not where they are now. So really start where you are because no one is going to go from sitting down all day to running 5K the next day. Not going to happen. But you can go from sitting down all day to walking for five minutes the next day and five minutes the day after. And then that five minutes becomes six minutes and then seven minutes. And then sooner or later, you realise that you're actually moving for up to 20 minutes a day. Now, that might be two lots of 10 minutes or one lot of five and one lot of 15, whatever. By doing it gradually, by starting where you are, you're much more likely to keep going. So this is something to really think about. If I was to say to you, when was the last time you did a press up and you said never? And I said, right, do 50. Not going to happen. But if I say, okay, let's do one on our knees, make it easy, or against the wall, you'll do it. Then it's two, then it's three. You might not get to 50. Personally, I wouldn't, but hey, it's a start and that's what's important. And the other big thing I think is missing a lot of the time is da, 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 fun. Never forget fun because let's face it, we keep doing what we enjoy doing. So whatever activity it is, 
If you enjoy it, you'll do it. The more you enjoy it, the more you'll do it. The more you do it, the more benefits you'll start to see and feel. The more you start to see and feel the benefits, the more you'll want to keep going and do more and get more benefits. And the more you'll enjoy it and the more you'll get and so on. Again, it's a it's a positive circle, not a vicious one. But so important that you enjoy what you do. And that's something that nobody can tell you what you should be doing. Because I spoke to somebody many years ago and he asked a question. He said, what's the best exercise you can do? And I was like, oh, and he said, the one that you do, the best exercise you can do is the one you can do. Same with activity. The best activity you can do is the one that you enjoy doing, whether that's going for a walk with friends, going for a walk, listening to a podcast, going for a walk a little bit more briskly than usual to the shops, going for a swim, going for a cycle doing an online video, doing something that gets you moving and puts a bit of a smile on your face. But start small, start with little steps and build up gradually because that way it starts to become a habit. And we're going to talk a lot about behavior change and habits on this podcast, but we want people to create active lives. And that means taking it a step at a time. So important. So that's what we're going to be doing is talking about ways that you can be more active. We're looking at why activity is important, what activity to do, how you can do it, where you can do it, who with. Now, you may start being active at home and go on and join a gym. You might start being active at home and go on and go hiking. Who knows? But the important thing is that you start, whether it's a one minute walk, waving your arms around in bed, whatever, until you start you won't move forward. So let's all start creating active lives and improve our health at the same time. You've been listening to me, Sarah Belife, Creating Active Lives. I will see you very, very soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Creating Active Lives with me, Sarah Belife, and my guests. Join me each week for more on how to create and sustain everyday activity and follow me online at Fitness Career Mentor or Fabulous if you're interested in career development and more on creating active lifestyles.